Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another episode of Random Fandom. I am Luke. This is Brad. And uh, today we're doing something um, really fun, I think. We're doing our top five book series. And um, because those are, you know, we're doing our top five. We're not doing any honorable mentions this time because they are sometimes a really good book series. is hard to come by. But um, we're, we've got, I think we've got some bangers on this list. So it's going to be really fun. Uh, Brad, why don't you start us out with your number five pick? I will. Um, I also thought to put in the authors too, in case anyone is interested in that. So I have to go search for one of them. I know the others. Um, uh, I will start out with a series um, by Orson Scott Card, the sci-fi wizard that he is. Uh, the Seventh Son series. Um, I actually picked up the book a long time ago when the movie came out and was interested and read the first book. And I was like, oh, are there more? And just flew through them. Um, I don't even know how to describe the seventh son. So there's, uh, magical properties in this land. There's ghosts, witches, whites, all kinds of stuff. Um, and the seventh son of a seventh son is able to understand these magical properties, see like ghosts and stuff like that, be able to like deal with them. So that seventh son of a seventh son is magical, um, and has powers, um so they are recruited by can't remember the name of like what it is uh because i haven't read it for a while but i know that i would read it again i enjoyed it a lot um but they are like the boogeymen and they're the people that come in and like clean the village of whatever is like terrorizing them um so he gets trained the main character gets trained to become one of those because he's the seventh son of a seventh son and it follows his journey through like fighting witches and demons and stuff like that and it's actually really interesting um i like it a lot granted i can't tell you everything about it because i haven't read it for a good five years or more um and didn't read it multiple times if i've read it multiple times i can tell you stuff but uh it's it's been a hot minute since i've read it so uh go ahead all right so that was your number five my number five is i have to go with a classic uh percy jackson and the olympians um mm -hmm. it's a book series i think it's i think it's seven books um basically it um it goes really into depth into greek mythology basically what it plays on is that you know the old greek gods you know they're still out there and they're still doing what they always did in the course of Greek mythology. It's coming down to earth and making babies. And so it follows the story of these children of the gods. One um, who is named Percy, Percy Jackson. Um, he is the um, offspring of a certain <laughs> deity. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it. And it just follows his story of how he gets, he finds out what his ancestry is, and he gets um, inducted into this community of like people who are also have gods and goddesses as parents. And um, there's a big, huge baddie to stop. And it takes them seven bucks and a bunch of misadventures and adventures to do it and you cross paths with a bunch 
of beings and characters from Greek mythology. It's um, it's very well done. It's been a while since I've read it, and it makes me kind of want to go read them again. But um, it was a very, very good adventure. I remember um, borrowing those, I think, from you um, when we were in college, and I just kind of flew through them really, really quick. I remember there were points where you'd give me one book, and I think it was either in two days or the It was like two day. or three. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty quick. And done. <laughs> and, and, and you were almost kind of in shock. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like how fast I kind of flew through them. So it was <laughs> really, really, they, they were, it was a very fun series and I would highly recommend it. I agree. All right, Brad, if you want to give me your number four pick. I will. And now I'm starting to discover that maybe I have a favorite author. Um, my second is uh, the Ender's Game series. Uh, I don't know if you've read them, but again, it's by Orson Scott Card. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the movie does not do it justice. Um, I'm trying to think of like even how to do it. It's set in the future. Uh, mankind is like going to be wiped out by this like alien society. Uh, they're like insects. I think I got to look this up. They're called the Formix uh, or buggers is what they call them. Uh, the series, <laughs> the series follows Ender who is a child soldier trained at a battle school and eventually command school um, to be the future leaders for the protection of earth. So they run them through simulations all day on how to beat the formic. They run them through battle training, combat training, all kinds of stuff to be able to beat this threat. That's light years away that threatens to destroy earth. Um, Dang. No spoilers, um, but it keeps going on. You visit some of these different worlds in between where, Humans have gone and colonized. You find out more about the Formic, et cetera, like that through the series. Um, I like it a lot. It, it was really, really heavy sci-fi. If you like really want a sci-fi series, that is a really good one. Um, would highly suggest it. Um, can't say more without spoiling it. So read it. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Not a problem. Um, I am going to go with probably a lesser known series, but um, it's the... Crown and Covenant Trilogy by Douglas Bond. Uh, what it does, it follows the story of a Scottish family called, the, um, the, their names, the family name was McKeith. And it, it takes place in the 1600s during the um, times of like the Scottish Covenanters when they were under persecution from um, the British crown and the uh, the English, and basically it follows this family story dealing with persecution um, under the Anglican Church and um, the battles that actually that sometimes would need to be fought, um, where you know the family would go off and you know the men of the family would go and fight in these battles. Not a lot of the time would some a lot of the time these battles would not go well. Um, but like the first book follows, like one of these battles happens while one of the, um, the, what the patriarch is like captured and said, it follows his son who tries to go and rescue him. And so it's a very well done book series. I think the highlight, um, for me would be something that happened, I think in the second book where, um, basically one of the characters, makes a bet with like these bad guys for like a family that was there. But basically it says 
you have to let him go if I beat you at a game of chess. And it was very, very well done how they did it. That's so cool. um, if you if it's something that you're interested in, it's kind of a niche series, but I really enjoyed it. I remember when I was younger, I would literally, which is when we lived in Michigan, I would literally grab one of these books, go outside during the summer, climb a tree, and just sit in the tree reading these books. And I have a bunch of fond memories of reading these books up in a tr- up in a specific tree huh. in our backyard. So it was um, it, it's a really great series, and I would really recommend it to anyone who wants to um, read something that kind of takes place in that era. That's cool. All right, Brad, your number three. I will give you my number three. Uh, you talking about that reminded me of a another series that I haven't read for quite a while, but I own. Um, I will do one honorable mention and that's it. I, you don't have to, but I will oh, do okay. one because okay. I, I had one like branch in the back of my head and I was like, Oh yeah, they just made a movie about this not too long ago. Um, my third one, um, I'm a star Wars nerd. Uh, I read a lot of the books that are now considered. <gasps> oh um, yeah. And one of my favorites is a trilogy by Timothy Zahn surrounding one of my favorite characters, Thrawn. Um, he's gross. He is nasty. Probably the smartest character in the Star Wars universe. Um, they did bring him back, so that's good. Um, but this yeah. whole series is just weird. That whole trilogy is just weird. Um, can't really say a whole ton about it because, again, it's been like eight years since I've read it. Um, because they introduced they- Mara Jade in that <clears throat> in that series, correct? Yeah. Um, the reason I haven't picked it back up is because now it's no longer canon. And now they have new Thrawn books. Now, I like the new Thrawn books, but it just doesn't hit me the same way the old one did. But mm-hmm. why would I read the old one? Because it's not... You know what I mean? So it's still up there. Right. It's one of my favorite trilogies I've read. But um, depends on what kind of a Star Wars purist you are. If you care about what's new canon, don't do it. If you are interested to see what that whole story is, go do it. So up to you. Cool, cool, awesome. All right, number three for me as I go to pull up my list. Um, I have to, um, I believe, thank you again for this one. Um, it is The Inheritance Cycle by Christopher Paulini. This, who, I mean, it's almost sacrilege for me to um, put so, someone who's so new in with some of like my, the, like demigods of fantasy writing like um, like some of the ones that I have in my future, but um, on my future list. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's got to be my number three pick. It is so good. It's a fantasy series. And, you know, you have elves, dwarves, and it follows the story of this young kid who finds something. Who, I'm, I'll, I have to spoil a little bit for people. But it a lot of it focuses also on dragons, and he finds a dragon egg, and he um, the, the egg hatches for him, and it just focuses on this relationship between this kid and his dragon. So basically, it's a lot of like Lord of the Rings meets Percy Jackson meets um, How to Train Your Dragon. So it's and insanely well written. The world building that goes on in these books is incredible. 
and just like the characters that he introduces are all so colorful. Everything from um, the main character's cousin, who plays a big role in like some of the later books, um, who I absolutely love. Um, and then the One of way that magic works within the world is so creative and just blows your mind. Um, it's, One of my favorite characters is still Nargarsvog, the uh, giant. Um, yes, yeah. yes, the big, huge, giant. People might think of orcs, but they, in this world, they're called Urgles. But it's really, it's such a good book series. I mean, the books, I mean, there's four of them, but they are thick. They are thick. This could very easily have been, you know, content-wise, it's, it's more of a, you know, six or seven book kind of thing. So, but it works so well. And I love the books. I just recently read them again. I think this past summer, I read them again. And it was so good. They're so good. So I highly recommend uh, Christopher Paulini's The Inheritance Cycle. Mm -hmm. Good one. That's uh, good enough to give you. I don't know where to go. There it is. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. Good takes with with Luke. All uh, considering right. I've given you like half of your top five, I would consider to be giving you a good take. Well, two, two <laughs> out, two, thus far, two out of five. So, um, Brad, you're up, and I think we're on number two now. Great, because it's Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Riordan. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I, I can't get away from it. There's one that I left out of here. Um, and I'll have an admission for you. I'm sure it's going to be your number one. Uh -huh. um, so uh, I love it. Uh, speaking of world building, like way to take like classic like Greece and like mash it into modern world like ugly and then take monsters. Oh, those monsters are really weird. What would they look like if they were in the modern world? How would they blend in? How would they do this or that? Or who would they be? Or like, I love, yes, I love yes. the whole thing. Um I haven't read these in a long time. I need to go back and read them again. Uh, however, I believe that between all of the thousands of moves, I have lost pieces of that collection. Uh, so I will have to replenish that at some point, mm, And I no yeah. longer have all of them, which is sad, really sad. Um, but I'm sure I'll own them again. That won't be much of a problem. Um, yeah, I love it. I love everything about it. it. It just, there are some writers that just write well, and then there are writers that pull you into like an entire world that you can just visualize while you're writing. Rick Riordan is one of those people. Um, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, going to my number two. And this is where we go into who I think the pioneers slash demigods of fantasy writing <laughs> coming up. Like the granddaddies. Um, first, I have to say... The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. These books were my introduction to, fan to fantasy. These were the books that when I was a wee lad, um, that my mom would sit us down and read through all seven of these books. <clears throat> Excuse me. She would, she, start, she started with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And... The moment Lucy went through the wardrobe and into the snowy wilderness of Narnia, I was hooked. And I'm just like, wait, hold up. There's a whole world through a closet, basically. And it was, uh, and I never looked back. And the way that C.S. Lewis crafted his characters, 
um, I, I have many favorites between um, one that I've uh, one that I immediately loved, like uh, Reapy Cheap the Mouse, um, to one that I grew to love later in life, uh, Puddle Glum the Marsh Wiggle from the sixth book. Uh, you said since you're a wee lad. I yeah, we let no. <laughs> way to expose me, Brad. I really uh, appreciate it. I really <laughs> appreciate it. But no, this is me when I was a freshman in college. So this is why I um I wasn't able to get a girlfriend until much later because I looked yeah, like I was okay. fourteen. So, um, no, I. I <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anywho, you said um, we Brodingham, so I was like, well, we'll pull up we Brodingham. Yeah, then that's the earliest because I didn't get Facebook until I was in college. But so anyway, see, no. Yeah, go ahead. I so anyway, just uh, moving on from it, um, and we can come back to it if you really want. No, I but, won't. Okay, but um, but no, C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia for me is like was the introduction for me to fantasy, and it was incredible, and I loved it, and I would totally recommend it for anyone wanting to read those books they are amazing they are um give me one second and i'll uh, for my number one i'll have to do the same thing i did to you um but i'll do my honorable mention first and then we'll do yes yes do your honorable mention and then you can do your number one and i'll follow up with my number one i will do that and then i will give you uh something you've probably never seen so that you can enjoy that for your own personal collection later um (laughs) However, uh, my honorable mention, uh, listen, uh, it has been a hot minute since I've read those. I think college was the last time I read them. I still own them because they're disgusting and great. Um, do you remember seeing a book or uh, sorry, a movie called The Meg that came out a couple years ago about gigantic shark? Yeah, yeah, I do. Wonderful. That is based on a book series by Steve Alton. Um, it's horrifying. It is legitimately horrifying. Um, because the premise is they went down into the trench, like past like this cold layer and like a hole in the Marianas trench to go further down than anyone's been. Uh, they go down, they discover life that's been extinct for like millions and millions of whatever years. Um, one of the things that they encounter is a Megalodon shark. So the first book, uh, he, he, the the shark kills like somebody that went down in like a sub and there was a hook on the sub that caught the meg's mouth and pulled it up and because the heat was there of the blood and stuff and the oil coming out of the sub it was able to heat enough through that cold climate so that the meg could come through and adjust to like the temperatures as it was rising um so there are three books uh each one gets creepier and creepier um and it doesn't just stay with megalodons uh, it goes to a lot of old and weird creatures that I've done research on because of it and been like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I know you don't like horror, but I feel like horror of the mind is different because you can put it how you need to put it instead of it being like something that's just terrifying to look at. Um, because I'm not a horror person either, but I freaking loved this series it was gory it was bloody it was like oh this is entirely like scientifically possible like ew um my word okay i mean we've only explored like five percent of the ocean so 
yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, um, the the movie the movie kind of sucks, but it does a lot of the book justice, which is very rare for a horror movie that's based on basically giant gigantic jaws. Um, but go watch the movie if you want, read the books. Wonderful. I didn't even put it up. I'm going to put it up so people know what we're talking about. Sorry. I got caught up. Uh, so okay. that's my honorable mention. Do you have one just out of the sake? Of I, uh, it would probably be maze runner. Probably. Oh, but, I forgot about those. Yeah. I like but, those too. Yeah. But, um, pro- probably maze runner. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. You have, a big, just basically people trying to escape from a prison, but they have to go through this big giant maze first. So that's what it is. Yep. All right. Moving on to number one picks and gold medalists with Brad first. So the first time I watched this, uh, or sorry, the first time I read these books, I was incredibly young and all of them had not come out yet. Um, so because I will publicly shame Luke, I will do the same to myself. So wait, oh my word, where does this picture come from? Uh, do you want to know the year or where? The year, I need the year. 2010. Okay. Oh, this is so, 15 year old you. So two years before I met you, I looked incredibly young. Well, you well considering how you looked in freshman year, you certainly had a glow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I didn't, um, but yeah, up. I figured if I did it to you, I have to do it to me. So uh, <laughs> fair is fair. Amazing. You can't say I didn't do anything for you. Okay, um, okay. okay. Number one is going to be incredibly obvious. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, book series. Um, I did finally like sit down and think about it. I've read it eight times. Um, and it is the inheritance cycle by Christopher Paolini. Um, I just love it. It is a mix of you're right. How to train your dragon, Lord of the Rings, uh, a, a little game of Thronesy kind of stuff thrown in there with like families and like power and all. Ki- yeah. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff being thrown in there. Uh, I just, when I wrote this list, I was like, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to go dig them out of the closet and read them again. Uh, because I don't have a bookshelf. I'm in uh, a very savage human. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but I love them. I, and that's why when I, I probably why, the first why book. books were we like trading books with each other. Or we were ba- I, basically, basically yeah. you were letting me borrow stuff off of your shelf and then you gave me those and I'm just like, Oh my gosh. See, and I read Aragon. I think Aragon came out in like 2011. I think didn't, the, didn't Christopher Polini wrote write those when he was like in high school or something like that. Yeah, he was ridiculous. Let's find out when Aragon was written. I, I'm quite yeah, sure yeah. No, but it. seriously, it's like so many books. I feel like they start out trying to build the world, build scenery, and then they bring you in this, and they zoom you in on this, you know, this the main character, and it takes them a while to really get moving. And then it's like by the time they finally get moving, you've lost a bunch of readers because they're like, oh, well, you know, this didn't move quickly enough. The prologue to the first inheritance book to Aragon. It's like I it's like I read that. I'm like, well, I now know that I'm going to read all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's put it this way. You know what? I might have been on my second or third book at that point because Aragon was written in 2003. I know I didn't discover it until I was in middle school, which would put around 2009, 2010. 
So it is entirely possible uh, that I was on two books at that point and waiting for the rest to figure out. I think I think I had read Aragon and Eldest, and was like, "You can't stop here. You can't. No, you can't no, leave me here." No. And then I read Brissinger, and I was like, "Well, this is the end of it, surely." And then I read, got to the end. I'm like, "You're kidding." How many more books is he going to write? And, and then, then Inheritance, the last one was like that fake. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's such a good book cycle. I, I'm not even kidding. I'm, once we're done, no. we're probably going to go do No, it. no. The end, the end killed me. It's incredible. And I'm just like, I go, no, this can't be the end. No. <laughs> it's incredible though. It really is. It is. It is. It's an incredible story. Yep. All right, man. Give us your right. one. I, I, I almost want to guess it, but I don't want to take your, uh, like. Don't steal my thunder, dude. Yeah. Um, I have to give credit where credit is due to who I believe is the granddaddy of fantasy writing. My mom read these books to us right after basically she finished Narnia. Um, she started with the little tiny book prequel, and then she went into the main meat. And I remember listening to her read these just focused in on every word. And I laughed. I cried. I remember at the very end when she's finishing it up, right as she closes the book, we all start crying. But it was an incredible, an incredible time. And then I read them over and over again myself, The Lord of the Rings. It is an incredible book series between Fellowship and Two Towers and Return of the King. And I got, I had them all in one book and I would just, and like little tiny print, no pictures. You just have to keep going and going. And I would just read all of that and and I, I read all the books multiple times before I ever watched the movies. And it, it, which made me, which kind of affected how I watched the movies. Definitely, definitely impacted how I watched the movies, but wouldn't trade it for anything. Would not trade it for a single thing. So no, Lord of the Rings is the king for me. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that is correct. Brad made me watch the movies. <laughs> I did. Freshman year. Uh, I I really like hammered you with all kinds of stuff. Sorry. You um, did. You did. <laughs> I mean, um, so it's like you know me, me coming in as the you know the homeschooled quote unquote sheltered kid, and then it's like Brad is like we're gonna introduce you to all of all of the things. Pretty much. Yep. So, um, here's my heresy that I was saving. I knew what your number one was going to be long before you said it. I haven't read all three of them. Oh, dude. I've read The Hobbit. I've devoured the crap out of The Hobbit multiple times. The Silmarillion. I love The Silmarillion. I've read. Uh, How have you read The Silmarillion and not Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I know. Well, okay, but I've read Fellowship and I've read The Two Towers. That's it. Oh, I never dude. got my hands on a copy of Return of the King. Never fit. Never Where up. does Two Towers stop? Does that does that stop at um that the, the end of that is um Helm's Deep, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. No, you need to read Return of the King, dude. Return, dude, dude. Oh, dude, you need to read Return of the King because the battle because 
the, the whole thing with Eowyn and Battle of Pelennor Fields is completely different. And it is so much better. Yeah. Oh my well, god. Well, you didn't know. I'm assuming you didn't know who it was. Jackson at because he gives away one of the best things in the books. Oh my gosh. I know I know my mom watches these like religiously. So um I know she's Good. screaming at the screen right now. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, no. Um, hi, mom. <laughs> so yeah, no. You need Sorry, to read Return of the King. You need to read Return of the King. I do. I do. I really do. Um, yeah. Maybe All right. That's yeah. I I can definitely wrap us up, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a very fun and rather exposing um, <laughs> ver- uh, episode of Random Fandom. I've been Luke. This has been Brad. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye.